0: Hello and welcome to the Kairos has friends podcast where I sit down with the people that matter the most to me and those people are my friends. Before we get to my interview with Bill Russell, please be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platforms at The Live with Kai or visit my official website at TheVibeWithKai.com where I'm always posting things that I hope you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. My guest today is the one and only Bill Russell, the Vice President of Client Relations at One SEO Digital Marketing, the place where I work every day. <laughs> Join us as we talk all about Bill, his life, and how small businesses can navigate this post-pandemic marketing life for their business. With that said, thank you again for joining me and enjoy my interview with the one and only Bill Russell. Friends, I am sitting here with my good pal Bill Rissell who has been wanting to come on this show for the longest time. And- I think you asked to
1: be the first guest.
0: You did, <laughs> you wanted, you've wanted to be on and and, and I know we had Britt on a, a couple months ago and I know you were feeling upset about that. And I'm so sorry, I need to apologize to you that Britt came on before
1: you. Listen, you gotta go age before beauty when, <laughs> when you're being a friend with Kai, okay? And so I've just been like a fine bottle of wine, waiting back to, yes. to have this hour time frame with you. I'm I'm yeah. so pumped. I'm I'm excited that you're here because one of the things that I love about you, and you know this,
0: like you and I, we've been working for. Uh, I'm going on my third year, three years at, at One SEO, which we'll get into. Um, but but you, I consider you the the hype man. You're always like a hype man. You always bring this level of energy that that is rare amongst people. I feel like sometimes, and you always bring it. Even today, like today we had a staff meeting and you brought, you brought in some old school outcast, right? Last week you brought in some old school DMX, rest in peace. You know, you, you always been the hype man. That's why I love you. That's why I'm glad to have you here.
1: Well, listen, there's a famous old saying, if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bullshit. So (laughs) I need to steal that. I need to steal that. So I try just, you know, for me as a person, you know, uh, I think energy is infectious. Um, I want people, I want people to be pumped. Um, You know, I think that, you know, we both know that our job is, is, is very tough. We are, we, we are changing people's lives and what we do. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's not easy. And I think it is hard. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, I think sometimes that we, you know, it's funny and not to dissect and probably go off the, the, no, the you're reservation good, man. You're good. Right, right out of the gate. But, like, when you are in an environment where you're working to help people, right, it can be that difficult. And sometimes, as uh, in organizations in general, they celebrate the negativity versus mm. the positivity. Mm. And so, I think that 95% of the time that we have interactions with people, it's positive, right? Yes. There is that 5% where it is negative. And that's sure. just, that's the human nature. Of course. But we get caught up so much on the, the 5% versus getting caught up in the 95%. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody says like, and I appreciate that compliment. Um, when somebody says to me, hey, you know, what about this, this energy guy? Like he doesn't stop. He's an energizer buddy. Um, you know, for me, I want people to be excited about what they're doing. Absolutely. Because, you know, you know, you look back in that famous old saying is, you know, if you love what you do, you're really never working. Mm-hmm. Well, I love what I do. Um, I, uh, there's times when I don't love it. Um, of course, we all yeah. have those moments.
0: There's some days when I'm like, oh my goodness. Ah, uh,
1: life. Strategy. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> it's like, can you give me a proposal the tonight?
1: <laughs> I just sent this strategy to you, Mr. Customer, two weeks ago. You didn't look at it, but I'm just updating dates to resend it to you again. <laughs>
0: So you saw an email that I just sent out then. That's, that's what that sounds like.
1: I'm, I'm always in preparation for yes. speaking to you.
0: <laughs> see, see, you and I, we've been working together for almost three years. So this is what I want to know. On a scale of one to 10, how amazing of a coworker am I? And please don't hold back, Bill. I know you're one to hold back. Just let everybody know how amazingly great I am at everything that I do.
1: Th- that that is a scenario where i have to take a minute take a minute to compose myself because i'm going to get caught up in the emotion of it yeah Uh and i don't want that emotion to overwhelm your your listeners Um, it could be a lot it can be a lot to to, to take in i don't know if i could describe how great you are (laughs) and the time you've allotted for this i mean you know people already hate me people i don't
0: even want to entertain this anymore because people are, are going to tune out they're going to be like. Ka- Ka- why is Kyra's doing this, and why here's, is Bill entertaining?
1: Here, here, here's what I love. Here's <laughs> what I love about. It. Here's what I love about you from a work ethic. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Number one is that you treat th- our business as if it's Kai SEO. Sure. Not, not that you treat it like, hey, I'm an employee of One SEO, and I think that when you have that type of commitment, dedication, work ethic, Um, not to mention maybe a little talent along the way. Sure, I'll take it. But effort will always out trump skill.
0: I agree, I agree.
1: It's funny you say that because at no point,
0: in especially in the digital marketing world, will I ever say to myself, I am the know all be all of digital marketing, especially social media. I know everything, come to me for everything. I don't, right? But I, but you know, there's one thing that I can tell you, I will come in every day and work my ass off, you know? And like, that's all and for, for the team that I lead, that's all I tell them to do. I, I tell them, in fact, I told them this on, on Wednesday. Um, I told them, I'm like, look, there's gonna be times that you mess up. There's gonna be times that you're gonna be unsure of what to do or a client's gonna say something or you're gonna, you know or even your superiors may say something or do something that may get you in your feels, right? Nobody's looking for perfection. There's no such thing as perfection. It's overrated. But what we do look for is effort and caring. If I see that you're giving it your all and you're trying, I will always have your back. Always, 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 always to the end, to the end of days. Even if it's a mistake that was made, if I see that you tried and you're trying to be better and grow, because that's what I do to myself. I'm like, hey, listen, at the end of the day, was it perfect? No, but I tried so hard. And that's how I approach it.
1: Well, you know, listen, at the end, it, I, I love, I love, I love watching pizza reviews by Dave Portnoy and you're going to be mm. like, where, where, the, where the heck is this going, Bill? But <laughs> he, he never gives a perfect 10. Mm. Okay. The best score I think I've ever seen is 9.4 for John's a Bleecker okay. uh, in New York city. That's his favorite pizza. It's, it's the number one pizza he's ever reviewed. Mm-hmm. But the point I'm trying to make is that you can't be perfect. Mm-hmm. You hope and strive for every interaction to be that interaction. But there's just so many things coming at us. Any oh, way, absolutely. You know, personally, professionally. Um, you know, and I think that accountability to when you mm. aren't perfect is the thing that sets people apart. And I think that to give you one more accolade, and I don't know if we can continue. <laughs> And to give accolades. My
0: my my head is not going to be able to fit in my hat by the end of this meeting.
1: I think that uh, you take accountability for when things don't go the right way and oh, say, sure. how, do I, "How do I make it right?" Mm-hmm. Um, I just did that, and I talked about it today on a call. Somebody managed up on me, and said, "Hey, can you tell me about what your thoughts are on this?" And, um, you know, I was I was wrong, and it wasn't anything wrong. I just it, it took me too long to do something mm-hmm. right. And it ended up hurting a client because of my failure. However, the point is that I said, I I said to the to the to the employee, I appreciate you bringing it to me. I appreciate you caring. Okay. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The day that I realized I made that mistake, I put something in place to not allow me to make that.
0: Absolutely, it's moments like that that make us better. That's why I always I I don't believe in having a good day or a bad day. Right. Like my thing is like, okay, maybe today wasn't your favorite, but what was it about today that made it not your favorite? What lesson can you take from it? What can you do to to grow from there? And even good days, I think it's just as important for people to understand why they had a bad day as it is to why they had a good day. Why did you have a good day today? What, why did, why did that strategy that you make, why did that, that PPC, you know, uh, strategy that you put together, what made it work? You know, what What made your bosses happy with you or your coworkers, like what did you do? And if you understand that, you can apply that to the future. That's why I never believe in good days and bad days. It's just a day and you take what you can from that day.
1: No That's doubt. how I approach it. You know what I'm saying? What's interesting, what's interesting is that um, I have started to incorporate as you kind of illustrated, um, and I know you're a huge fan of music. I am. Um, and I know that your favorite movie as of recently is Soul.
0: That's my favorite anim. It's my favorite uh, Pixar animated movie. Yes, yeah,
1: right. yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I, I have been trying to say music makes people happy, mm. and so that's why I've been incorporating. Because sometimes you know, getting on these Zooms and trainings, it's like okay, all day, every day, yeah. You you see people turning off their camera; it becomes impersonal. You know that you know. I mean, you've seen enough YouTube videos that are out there where people have actually gone to the bathroom but left the Zoom on. Oh my God, yes, it Um, happened to me. I I blew my
0: nose the other day uh, on a on a like a staff huddle. I totally forgot to turn off to turn off my microphone to mute myself and just I just I totally screwed. I'm like I'm sorry, guys. I had to blow my
1: nose. so i'm now at the point where i'm like how do we how do we make these sedimentary conversations that we need to have you need to have training how do we make it fun how do we make it exciting how do we say let's do something different um you know because and i believe music is a way that we can pump it up absolutely and it's a universal language now i'm I'm
0: curious you you were you were in the the u.s navy am i correct you are
1: 100% correct. First and, and foremost, I'm thank you for your someone. service. Thank you for your service, first and foremost. I, pre- I appreciate that. I appreciate and, it. And,
0: and secondly, did, did your experience, you know, working in, you know, on the ships and submarines and all that, did, did did that prepare you for like the stuff that you work on today? Like, I know, I know it's like a far cry, I guess, from going from a submarine to a digital marketing world, but do you find correlations between both of those experiences that you had?
1: What a phenomenal question, and you're going to be shocked by my answer. Okay. From what I do daily, absolutely no correlation whatsoever. Sure. Um, when I came out of the, the the Navy, I didn't know what to do. Hmm. Um, if I could go back 25 years, I'd be an HVAC salesperson because I'd be a big by now. <laughs> yeah. Um, right? Never too late, Bill. I know. I know. I, know. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know how to, you know, there wasn't anybody, there wasn't anybody guiding me to, to say, okay, hey, you're 25 years old. You spent six years in the Navy. You've gotten all this great education on learning hydraulics, electronics and pneumatics associated with a C3 ballistic missile. Now go deal with life, right. okay? <laughs> go deal with life. Yeah. And so I went back to school at Northeastern and like I, I had my GI bill. So school, the money for school really wasn't the problem, but I right. needed to facilitate, you know, everyday stuff, you know, sure. going out, hanging out. And first of all, being 25 years old and living in Boston, single guy, great place to living be. Living
0: it up, right? Living, living it, it up. up.
1: And uh, <laughs> I happened to be out rollerblading one day and I wrote, I rollerbladed past this bar and there was a guy sitting out front. And I had no friends. I mean, zero friends when I moved to Boston. Sure. And he said, uh, I stopped. Uh, I stopped to just have a drink of water right by the bar. And he said, Hey, what's going on? And uh, I said, None. What's going on with you? And he said, uh, I, and, you know, I'm not the smallest guy in the room. Um, so he says, Hey, uh, you're looking for a job. And I was like, does it have looking for a job on my floor? And <laughs> I meanwhile, well, you still have your
0: your your rollerblades.
1: I have my on, right? rollerblades. On. I have my rollerblades on, and I'm like, "All right, this is a unique job interview. I'm going down here right, right now." Right, right. He goes, "Look, look, I'm looking for some doorman. Um, would you want to work here?" And I'm like, "Ah, it's not. It's not like I'm doing anything on a Friday night. Being a doorman at this hot little bar sounds like a good good plan." And so, what? The military, and this is where this is going, where the military taught me was how to interact with people, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, on a, on a submarine, you're like picture rolling into one SEO with all 75 employees and never leaving.
0: There's no way (laughs) I love everybody at my job, but good Lord,
1: there is no way you would sleep there. You would work out there. You would eat there and you would do your work there. Okay. That's what it's the answer is no. (laughs) <laughs> so that's what it's like in a submarine so it, right. it and let me just put one thing further it's one half of the size of the office that you do all this in Then it's an absolute it's an absolute no no okay. way so you have very close quarters with very different people that you have to learn how to interact with them and yeah. that interpersonal skill of understanding whether you're dealing with my best friend on the boat who came from ringwood new jersey okay as well as my next best friend who came from the inner city of the lower ninth parish in new orleans right 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 that it didn't make a difference and i was telling this to somebody this morning i found with the lance actually yeah when you are put in a situation that it's life or death okay and not that not that like you go on, a, and the submarine I was on, we just went out and we went around in circles waiting for World War III to happen. Right, right, okay. right. We knew it's never gonna happen, but we're out there waiting mm-hmm. for it. Just in case, yeah. But when I mean life and death, we had a fire on board the submarine, okay? At 150 feet beneath the surface. Good Lord. And, and you're fighting that fire, which it's pitch black. You can't see anything other than the flames, okay? And the guy next to you, right? It doesn't make a difference whether he's white, African-American, Chinese, like we gotta get the freaking fire. Out. Right, of course. Okay, it is a life or death situation. And so what it what it what it taught me was how to be how to have interpersonal skills mm-hmm. to be able to, no matter what person I was dealing with in life, I could talk to him. I could talk to a lawyer, I could talk to a mm. doctor, I could talk to a dentist, I mm-hmm. could talk to you. We've had we had wrestlemania conversation we did the other day we on did on <laughs> who the greatest heel was of all time yes like, that's not normal conversation other than the fact is that you have the ability to gel with one another right um, so if you didn't think i just gave you one more of your attributes and my subtle way of answering your original question of what yeah. makes kai kai at work it's the, and I'm going to probably do that through the rest of this interview. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's like you owe me money and you have to say it or something. You know? <laughs> this, this episode is sponsored by.
0: <laughs> you know, what's funny is that I've, cause I've seen you, I've heard you on, on calls with people. So I can personally attest to everything that you're saying in in regards to this. And one of like, for those of you that don't know, if you haven't caught on already, Bill and I work together at a company called one SEO digital marketing, uh, which is uh, uh, one of the largest digital marketing firms, I I want to say in the country, but
1: is it, it is it fair to say in the country? We're in the, we're in the top 3% of all agents in the country based on size and revenue. Exactly. So like, so we're, we're pretty, we're pretty legit, like where we work and we,
0: we, we work with so many different industries and people and small businesses, large businesses. Like we get a little bit of everything uh, that comes, that comes through our walls. And I've seen you talk to a lot of these people. Um, And I'm curious, like over the past year, obviously, I'm not sure if you heard or not, but there was a pandemic. And a lot of things were shut down. I don't know if you heard. Um we <laughs> under a rock? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and, so I was curious because you, you said you talk to so many different, especially like small business owners and, and all of that. Um, what it, what has it been like for small business owners during this time period? Have you been sensing fear, optimism, hope? Like, what, what has been the general consensus? You know. I, I guess let's let's just narrow it down to like I guess the last couple of months as we head into 2021. Um, what has the genuine feel been like?
1: Well, first of all, um, I would have never known what a SARMs was. Um,
0: <laughs> same, <laughs>
1: <laughs> same. Right? I Would have never known what that was if it wasn't for this job. Okay. As well as what a heat pump condenser. You know, right, I, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't known any of that. Um, yeah, so there is yeah. a wide range of. Um, and that's a big shout out to you, Nick. I'm not sure if we're wa- you're watching this, but, uh, yeah, man. um, you know, uh, it's, it's, cr- I think it's a very crazy time for our country. Um, yeah. you know, and I don't ever like to take a, a side of the fence left or right. Um, you know, I, I think there is an uncertainty. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that as a, as a country, right. And, I don't know if you, heard, did you hear the, did you hear the interview with Barkley the other day? Which one? When you during the. When he talked about politicians and how politicians love pushing people apart. and Oh, yes,
0: them. I did. I did. I saw the clip.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and whether you like Chuck or not, Chuck speaks from the heart. He does. Okay. You always know how he's
0: really feeling. 100%. Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: And like my heart, my heart, was broken when I saw like I want like when I saw the lieutenant colonel in Virginia okay who got pepper sprayed in his Mm. car yes okay because his windows were tinted yes and somebody didn't see where he was that could have been some guy I was serving with. Yes. That like I'm laying my life down and some idiot wants to embark his might because he has a badge on somebody. Now, right. do I I'm, I'm, am I saying that every person that gets pulled over deserves that? No, nobody deserves that. Right. Okay. Are there times when, you know, there are times that you have to have, like, listen, if somebody ever inflicted pain on my wife or my daughter, you're going to see Mr. Bill Russell go ape shit, not like putting out music. Of course. Okay? Um, but to treat another human being like that, mm-hmm. it makes me sick. Yeah. And so I think that when you ask about uncertainty, I think there's an uncertainty in our country today that is scared. Um, right. it's, it's scared that, um, you know, I'm I can't, I can't, in, I can't in, like, I can't even sometimes, and I'm pretty, I'm a pretty good wordsmith. I mm-hmm. mean, you've seen me. I, Absolutely. Like, I, I, I get, I get so enraged and what I watch is happening. And I think that, do I think root looting a freaking dollar tree in a minority owned business in a minority owned, you know, section of a city is right. No, I don't think that's right. Right but I don't think pepper spraying a guy because <laughs> he's got mm-hmm. tinted windows is right. Absolutely. And I think that our country is like, is a ticking time bomb at times. And I think businesses, I think businesses are somewhat concerned about that. Um, and it means that we have to get people to come together.
0: What would you, what would you say to, let's, so let's just say you're you're on a call because, because you, 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 you work in the sit on the sales side of things and 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 you're, Pretty damn good at it. <laughs> number one, number two, everybody that that I that you've trained, every uh, every salesperson I see on that floor, especially shout out to Jill. I don't know if Jill's gonna listen or not, but Jill's a rock star. I love her to death. Um, what would you say to a client, a potential client that you have on the phone that is, you know, they they somehow made it through the pandemic, you know, things are starting to slowly open back up but they're not sure if they'll be around for the next three, four, five, six months. They're not sure what's gonna happen with all the uncertainty in the world right now. What would you say to them right now?
1: I'd say to them, you got two choices. Mm -hmm. Choice A is you can sit back and wait for what you don't know. Or choice B is you can go all in. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna choose all in, because guess what? I'd rather be ahead of the game. You know, it's funny. I, I had a, I had a, um, I had a guy on an interview the other day and I asked him this question. And the question was, if you could take a $300 sale today or a $600 sale tomorrow, right? Which one would you take? And what do you think his answer was? 600 or 600 tomorrow. That was his answer. Yeah. Okay. And my answer was, not a shot. I'm taking the $300 today because I don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to get hit by the bus. Right. I don't know if I'm going to take a step down the, the steps and I'm going to fall down. Right. But I know that I closed that sale today and I helped right. our company grow tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Because we got the sale today. Right. And so for small businesses, I tell them, you, you got to go in now. Mm -hmm. Because the other businesses that are not making that decision to go in, you're going to, you know, that, you know, our client radiant, right? Mm -hmm. Radiant plumbing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And first of all, one of the best business guys that that, that I know out there in Brad case beer, he, he said to me, he said, you know, we did a, he was one of, I think he might've been like episode 12 of the lion's den. right? Right. So he says to me, he says on that, he goes, you know, we, We've been making good money for a long time Uh and you make money when the, when the sun is shining, you know, the famous saying, make hay while the sun's shining, Uh right? And so those that hold back are not moving forward. Uh Those that sit back and wait are going to be sitting there on the footsteps of saying, I shoulda, woulda, coulda versus I am, I'm all about it and I'm doing it right right
0: do you find a lot of businesses right now like hesitant to get into digital marketing you know given the current the current climate do, like when you talk to them do you find them to be any like hesitant at all
1: you know i'm going to put it into layman's terms okay. all right because we could get into the, the in-depth uh, analytics behind <laughs> a, a, a social media ad campaign can sure. <laughs> Etc. but i think in in long in the long and short of it when it comes to digital marketing is that it's like the last five girls you were with cheated on you. How did you know, Bill? How did you know? Why are you making me relive this? I'm kidding. I told you I'm I was going to keep bringing it back to you. <laughs> the, so what makes you think that because the last five girls cheated on you, the next one is? Mm-hmm. And so I think there's either two clients that we have in the world. Those that have been doing it, but they weren't happy with the results because somebody sold them some false expectation. And that's something that I think that I try to teach and pride myself with our teams, okay, um, that when you sell BS, you get BS. If you have a client that is giving you pushback on price, what they're doing, how it's going, you get those three red flags, Mm -hmm. they're gonna make Kai's life a miserable H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah. I don't like miserable people. So I've told the team, and as we look, we're, we're not bringing on those people that aren't locked into what Kai and the social team's capability is to bring a return for what you're doing for an e-commerce client, for lead gen on... A, a service-based business or retargeting or whatever it is that we're, we're doing from a social standpoint or driving traffic from a PPC standpoint. And you and Sam get into this competitive, <laughs> of who's yes. going to do better. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so to answer that question, I think that, you know, people have been cheated on and they uh, they're hesitant that the next guy's going to cheat on them too. And it's our job to utilize the success stories that, your team brings and that you know Anthony Kane brings and that mm-hmm. these different members BJ and, and you know you can go Caitlin Brooks or Sam yeah. you no know, you can mm-hmm. go down the line any one of the the team that were that I always like to say that you report to. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um I report to the sales team. Yep. Because I'm I only influence really four people. They influence four hundred and fifty. Absolutely. Yep. You know, so mm. I very much look at it as a reverse pyramid as far as the way that we kind of illustrate how we should go. And right. utilizing situational leadership, you know, their, their influence is far greater than mine. So, right. um, you know, I know I kind of went off on the reservation. Oh, no, no, it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, you know,
0: yeah. I, you know, I've, I've always been curious because <laughs> I can't. I, I You're probably going to laugh at me. You're probably going to disagree or something like that. I can't do sales. I've tried it before. I'm really bad at it. I get nervous. I get in my head. I start overthinking. I'm the kind of person, like, I don't even, when I go to the grocery store, Bill, and this may surprise you, when I go to the grocery store or some sort of store that has a self checkout, it is self checkout for me. I don't want to talk to somebody if I don't have
1: to. That's me. See, now there's where you're wrong because (laughs) that's where you're wrong. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. You're selling every day. Well, yes, yes, okay. true, true. You're selling the people that you direct in a production,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: your direction is the direction the play should go. Yes. You sell them. Yeah. There's no monetary value to that sale. Right, right. It's an emotional sale. Yes, correct. Okay, you sell our clients on why you did a good job for them. Right. There's no, there's no monetary value. Um, I think, unfortunately, these puppies have made it easy for us to not feel good about I mean, think about it. How easy? And I'm I'm putting it out there. Yeah. Netflix and chill. You got to go to a bar and and, and sell yourself to a girl anymore? You can right swipe and Netflix and chill.
0: Yes. You just, you literally just described my last three relationships.
1: (laughs) So... Think about it. If we all went back to old school, you had to go into a bar, right? meet somebody, have a conversation. What? Yes. Have a conversation. The, the art of communicating. Oh, no. I always tell, I, t- I, I told my oldest son the other day, I said, we went out to breakfast, him and I, yeah. and I said, if I was your age, I would be crushing life mm. because, and it goes back to inter- interpersonal skills. To how do you, how do you talk to people? Right. right. How do you know how to communicate? Can you read somebody inside of 30 seconds? And that's where the restaurant business really truly helped me. Um yeah. can you read somebody inside of 30 seconds and say, hmm, I know what that kind of person is. They're right. a high, high I type of personality. I gotta right. give them what they're wanting. Right, or they're right. gonna be that high C where they're gonna be, Oh, hold on. Right. You know? Right. It's it's funny, it's funny you say that because like when
0: I if I if I'm tall, like if I, t- like I, I can schmooze it, like I can, I would be a perfect politician because I can schmooze like no other, like I'll be good there.
1: Almost and like I'm, the perfect MC for a conference.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you listening, Lance? You hear <laughs> that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, like I can definitely, cause I talk in front of people all the time. Like I don't mind talking in front of people. I think it's the cold aspect of it, right? Cause like you bring up the restaurant analogy, right? So like I worked in the restaurant industry for seven years, right? So like, that's easy for me. I can go up to the table, hey, what do you want? Shoot the shit and then blah, 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 blah right? But let's just say I had to go up to somebody that may or may not be hungry. <laughs> and then I have to sell them a hot dog. That's what makes me nervous.
1: Listen, it's the same aspect.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: Everybody likes a hot dog. <laughs> the question is, do you take yours with ketchup? Do you take yours with mustard and relish? Do you do ketchup cut- mustard and relish? Ketchup I'm a only. ketchup only. Yeah, same. Now, same. I don't know why that Simple. is. I don't know why somebody else wants mustard and relish. But guess what? They want the mustard and relish. I, yeah. I, but I can tell you, if we have a conversation, I'll bet they'll buy a hot dog from me. I know. That's because that's that's why you're
0: you. I'll put I'll put together a social media campaign and get those people down the funnel and then eventually buy the hot dog.
1: (laughs) It's a different process. (laughs) Different process. What
0: would you, so, so if somebody like when somebody comes into the sales aspect of things um, what's the like biggest mistake that you see them make just as a salesperson, like when they're first starting off, is there like a common mistake that you see people make sometimes like when they're, especially when they're like cold calling or talking to somebody for the first time?
1: Yeah, I think there's two. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to put it back to dating terms. Okay. Okay. I'm familiar. All right. <laughs> Don't try to date a married woman
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: because guess what? She's already married. Move right. on right find somebody that wants to be dated right somebody that's in a position where they're not happy somebody that's in a position where they're looking okay and so i think to answer that question too many times we waste time trying to talk to the married person true somebody that's involved in a process somebody that's involved in a current company working with another pro- okay get great are you happy with your are you happy with your current provider Yes, no, maybe so. It's that right. simple. And if they say yes, all right, well, I just wanted to give give you a quick introduction to who we are and what we do and move on. The right. second right. thing is, the second thing is that I think we as salespeople, right, if I came to you and said, Kai, I got this HVAC company that, no, I got this e-commerce company that's going to okay. sell boxes that sell seductive stuff to men to give to their wives, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You might be familiar with that, right? Yes, a
0: little bit. (laughs) I told you, Fred, people listening, we have clients all over the board. So yeah, this is all real stuff.
1: All right. (laughs) This is not made up. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in a situation, right, where that client has a need for growth, Mm -hmm. and I think that need to say, okay, you're selling 10 boxes a month and You have the capability of 40, but you don't have the material of it. And I'm trying to push you to sell 40. And I get more excited about the 40 than you do. It's off. Mm. Meaning sometimes sales reps are like, oh, my God, I got this guy. I can sell him unbelievable amounts of advertising. Well, he doesn't really want unbelievable amounts of advertising. And So no matter what I want, it has to be what they want. It has right. to be what that client needs and what their growth is all about. You know, and I get people like sometimes you'll get people that'll come to you and they'll be like, yeah, so right now I'm uh, I'm currently doing 1.4 million and uh, next year I want to do seven. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, hold you- up I have questions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. And I'm like, listen, I appreciate your ambitious nature. Yeah. All right. However, there's not a shot in the world that you could do $7 million in revenue. I don't care if you inherited Brewster's millions, okay? (laughs) You're not going to be able to sell $7 million because you don't have the infrastructure. You don't have the plan in place. You don't have the people in place. So let's back it down and get a more realistic number. Like, okay, let's go to 1.8. Let's grow 30%, you know? And so many times I see like, those are probably the biggest mistakes. And then a rep will be like, Oh my God, I got this guy that wants to buy $7 million worth of advertising next year. Let's go. And I'm like, Let like
0: hold this? on, pause. <laughs>
1: let's, take, let's take a look at this. Listen, Kai's really good at building strategies, <laughs> but he can't drive $7 million worth. <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> it's like, hold on, hold tight.
1: <laughs> I got gotcha. question for you. Yeah, Here's I'm ready. For you. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, you talked about your work ethic and you talked about, and you love how a sales guy is now flipping the script and he's going to say, I'm going to interview you for the I rest know. of the rest. I know, right? I'm ready. <laughs> um, so when you look at why you love coming to work, because, you know, let's be, let's be hundred percent transparent. Mm-hmm. You could probably go elsewhere and make more money. Yes. Okay. Well, I could go elsewhere and make more money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. The reason I don't is because of the fact is that I never worry about coming to work and getting a bullet in the back of my head. Yes. I worry about coming to work and getting a foot in my ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yes. What's the reason that you do that? I'm glad, it's funny that you asked that because I actually had
0: a, a very similar conversation with a close friend of mine uh, the other day because because the, they, they had asked me, they're like, well, like, you could go anywhere <laughs> and 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 do what you're doing now, um, maybe less, even less work and make more, why do you stay? And this is, this is gonna sound really cliche. So pardon me for this, but it's honestly, there's two things, number one, the people, right? Because like everybody has each other's backs here. Everybody has each other's back. At no point in my three years here, have I ever felt lonely Have I ever felt on an island? If I needed help with somebody or with something, somebody was there to help, always, right? And I've been given this, quote, freedom to do things how I think would be good. And I've gotten support from my team and from the people above me, right? So that's number one. Number two, the the future. I feel like I, I look at how things could potentially end up. And I'm like, I don't know if I could get that get that anywhere else. I, I could go like at, at the risk of sound, of being like a little hypocritical here in regards to the analogy that you used before with $300 and $600 uh, analogy. Um, I, I do in a way have to play the long game here because yeah, I can get that $300 today, right? Because uh, tomorrow is never guaranteed, but there's more of a chance for that $300 to fade away and then me not have anything, right? So I'm okay with staying here and getting that $700 or that $600 because I believe in where this company is headed. I believe in Lance. I believe in you, CJ, uh, Joe Anthony, BJ, like like all of these people I've, I've seen the possibility and I, I feel confident. And also like, this place has given me the opportunity to just be me, right? I'm able to, you know, do podcasts like this, uh, and get supported by, by, you know, by, by, the upper brass. You know, I'm able to be me and do what I love and get support. CJ came out to see a show that I directed a couple of years ago. You know, like her, like she, she, she came out. You know, Joe Lynn has invited me over to play basketball. You know, with the kids. You know. Um,
1: don't
0: you know, mess with her on the court. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we all played, we all went outside and played uh, a wiffle ball the other day, which a lot, which was a lot of fun in the middle of the workday, which is fun. But yeah, I mean, that's what, that's why I stay, Bill, you know, it's, it's, it's I just, I believe in what's in store and like th- this place has done a lot for me. You remember, I ruptured my Achilles back in 2018, right? Um, and I, w- and I, at that point, I wasn't able to walk or drive. So I had to work from home before working from home was cool. right? And CJ and Lance and my leader at the time, Bernie, allowed me the opportunity to do that with no questions asked. I said, I can't drive. I can't make it in. They're like, okay, bring your stuff home and work from home and just check in. And I was like, thank God. (laughs) At this point, I was still brand new. I I don't know if you know this or not, but I ruptured my Achilles on my 90 day. So my my, um, insurance kicked in the day i ruptured my achilles
1: do you know do you know why they did that what success breeds autonomy
0: mm.
1: and the impact that you made in that first 90 days showed why before it was cool to work from home which yeah. quite frankly i i think that it's not cool to work from home mm. um i th- momentum energy sure uh, you know, like you, I don't know what were, were you in the, were you in the office on Tuesday or Wednesday this week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Lance was screaming, like of excitement in the middle yes. of the floor?
0: That happens almost every day. What are you well, talking no, about but it? like yes, it was, it yeah. was,
1: it was over sure. the top. Okay. Sure, sure. If you were working from home and we were on a zoom, you would have never known how, like how infectious that was of the reason why, because he'd been working on, he's been working on this project of reporting. Mm -hmm. um, And yet we then had a client that we were pitching say, I love it. Mm -hmm. And so that type of momentum, people are probably like, oh shit, he's pissed about something. (laughs) (laughs) It was was so infectious to me because to be able to take something where, or to take something that you do, you know, or a site Chris Dennis puts together or, mm-hmm. you know, Allison and, or the in-house, uh, like the in-house team. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, they set me up on a zoom yesterday, like in the lion's den. And they made me actually look really good without any makeup. Like, <laughs> like Don't like, undersell yourself, sir no i'm telling you they like <laughs> angles lighting oh, it's all about the angle you know and yeah. so i i felt like i was doing my own selfie up there on <laughs> you know you got to keep it taut under here nowadays <laughs> but so i love it so yeah. you know there there's there's just such a a great energy when we're all together I and, and i, I miss but Back to you, the reason why it was because of the success. And here I go, I'm wrapping it one more time in your original (laughs) question. The success that you bring to an organization in that first 90 days, people are gonna determine inside the first week how the effort that you put into any new job for your listeners is going to dictate how you can ultimately allow yourself to do certain things to put yourself in a position. Now, I'm sure probably in today's world, we wouldn't even think about it. Right. comparative have been like all right kai's gonna work from home for the next 90 days right yeah
0: back in the day that was just like that was like kai is working from home oh my goodness <laughs> think about that
1: That was only two it was two and a half years ago yeah man three years ago october 2018 and to to think about where we as a society have gone like mm. you didn't have this cool fancy mic you no. know not at all not
0: at all i didn't was, even bill i didn't even have zoom on my computer i would have to call in like call on my phone in on the meetings to listen in and that they would put me on speaker I, I didn't have zoom until march of last year
1: <laughs> it's it's crazy so as i told you i'm flipping the script a little bit yeah okay um mm-hmm. rapid fire questions i okay i have, I have five i have Ooh, five, five five rapid, rapid fire. Fire. Okay. okay okay all right so are you are you ready I am ready, sir. All right. Okay. My first question is. Mm-hmm. All right. My first question is, if you could have dinner with anybody, Barack Obama, dead or alive, who are you having dinner with, Barack Obama, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. I really thought the answer would be Bill or so. Well, we can we can always have dinner. I, I we'll know. Have dinner. All right. <laughs> what would your opening question be to him? Um, how did you
0: do it? Mm-hmm. how eight years of that how did you do
1: it honestly he smoked a lot of butts I, yeah, right. <laughs> but I guess when you come home at the end of the day and Michelle's your wife well
0: I mean yeah absolutely I guess that made it a little bit easier but I mean if, if it had to be somebody that's no longer living it would be it would be Michael Jackson I would mm-hmm. love to just talk to him about just everything in his life the, how he made that music touring just life I would love to pick his brain 100%
1: I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, next question. Yeah. Okay. Where would you go to dinner with Barack? Would it be steakhouse or Italian? I personally,
0: I I, like my favorite genre of food is Italian. So I would love that. But I, for for president Obama, I think he and I would go to like a bar and watch and watch a, a basketball game. That's what I would love to do. I just have a beer, sit at a table at like a booth, have the game on, on a TV, uh, like uh, like across the room or whatever, um, and just like talk as we're watching the game. Eat some like chicken fingers or something. Some chicken nuggies. All
1: right, all right. When was the last <laughs> time you put a tie on?
0: Last time I put a tie on? Uh-huh. Oh boy. Oh, that's a great question. Because you know, here's the thing, even, even before quarantine, I wasn't ever big on ties. Um, and like, even if I went to a wedding, I was like, I was always the cool guy with the, like with the jacket and the you know, my shirt buttoned up a little bit, showing a little chest hair, you know, that was me. Um, but before, before I worked here, I worked in a place called the Frank Recruitment Group in Center City, Philadelphia. And uh, we were required to wear suits and ties. So okay. I, I did that for two and a half years of my life.
1: Did you go a half Windsor or a full Windsor tie? Full Windsor. For Windsor, okay. You know why?
0: You know why? Because the Frank Recruitment R- Group is a British company, mm-hmm. uh, and and all of them, they just had they're very strict uh, with their with their uh, how how clothing was. And I wanted to fit in with them. Everybody that worked there was British, except for like ten of us. There was like a hundred people that worked there in that building. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. If you're gonna have a cocktail, mm-hmm. right? Bourbon, vodka, which one? Whiskey. Whiskey, ginger. All right. double double whiskey ginger neat or on the rocks on the rocks on the rocks on the rocks 100% all right Uh um show you most recently have binged (laughs) <laughs> those okay so this is easy
0: because i'm binging one right now and, I, and most of the people that listen to my podcast know that i am binging uh, gilmore girls at the moment because i've never watched gilmore girls in my life and i am a 33 year old black man watching it because tiktok told me to <laughs> the
1: first thing i thought you said was golden girls
0: <laughs> <laughs> no maybe that'll be next i'll watch golden girls next but gilmore
1: girls is first Uh, do you know which one i'm starting to binge which one queen of the south queen of the south yes what is queen of the south it is uh it's a story of this woman that rises from the depths of mexico to become the biggest drug lord in america this is a netflix show no this is a usa usa show Okay. okay and The woman, oddly enough, in Seoul, her name is, oh my gosh, what is uh, Teresa in the... Queen of the South? Yeah. Uh, She's from Colombia.
0: Oh, oh, oh. um, Okay. I see. I I recognize her.
1: Her. Do you recognize who she is?
0: I recognize who she is. Alice Braga. Yes, her her. Yes, that's her name. She
1: was in Seoul. She was in Seoul.
0: She is a great, she's a really good actress. I like her a lot.
1: Oh, she's a badass in this show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, The last, yo, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The last book you read. The last book I read. um,
0: So, one of my favorite books is called The Alchemist. So, I reread The Alchemist, but I'm starting to reread uh, right now uh, a book called Runaway Jury by John Grisham because John Grisham is my favorite author. But I don't know if you know this. I'm actually writing a book, Bill. I'm writing two books. You are. I am. I'm writing two books. One is a book of poetry. um, And the other is, uh, um, it's a a book based off of Sherlock Holmes. And it's called How to Think Like Sherlock Holmes. And it takes uh, his ideology, how he solves crimes. And uh, it takes that and it talks about how you can apply his crime solving skills to your everyday problems and live a better life. Because I have a a weird obsession with Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Nobody knows that except for you now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i didn't know that I didn't uh-huh know that. yeah yeah so not only do you like rick flair but you like i Sh- okay pause i rick flair's not
0: my favorite wrestler i said he's the i think he's the best heel oh
1: okay okay the okay. best heel yes and, who, yes and you said who your favorite wrestler was was
0: right now roman reigns, roman sure. reigns.
1: that's yes. absolutely correct yes um, yes what is a vice you have a vice mm-hmm now see this is the interesting part about the word vice vice is generally connotated as a negative term right that's why because I'm, I'm trying to think of like vice could be vice could be good like for me my my current vice is peloton okay i would say i would say um
0: i guess i would say tiktok in a way because like i i, I do dedicate a lot of time to it but i guess the, the real one would probably be roller coasters because I have a very unhealthy relationship with roller coasters and theme parks. I love them. I read about them. I watch YouTube videos of just roller coasters going
1: through their course. I love that stuff. Would, if I named two parks. Yeah. That you had to sprinkle your ashes over. Mm. Okay. Is Cedar Point one of them? That is one of them. Yeah, this
0: is an easy question. Yeah, Cedar Point is one of them. Without it, it's the America's roller coaster baby. Sandusky, right. Ohio.
1: If you had to name your top three traditional wood roller coasters, traditional thunder, wood. Traditional wood, would the thunderbolt make it? No. What? No. You gotta be kidding me. It's one of the greatest roller coasters of all time.
0: It's not, it's, it, it's, um, Here, let me I'm guess, with. Gemini. No, oh God, no. I, I, rep, I, I, no, because that's not even technically a, a
1: traditional
0: wooden, because it, it has still tracks.
1: True that. I'll give you that. I'll give yeah. you that. But it, it's, it's, you're trendy.
0: making me nerd out right now, sir.
1: <laughs> no, what you're surprised this is that I know those as well as you do.
0: <laughs> I am, because I don't, I don't, I don't like usually have, I have nobody to talk roller coasters with. Like nobody you
1: know there is an actual association i believe called the roller coasters of america there's a bunch of them Mm -hmm. and you you, i bet you're a member of it
0: uh so i've always wanted to become a member there's one called ace um which is america's america coaster enthusiasts right um that's it that i've wanted to but i it's never happened but i've been on a lot of really good roller coasters uh wooden coasters um And that, yeah, that is not that is not one of them, unfortunately.
1: Here's my last question, because I yeah. know we're coming up on our time frame. And if we, no go, problem. Over, we go over, yeah, uh, it's all good. Oh, I think I have a one o'clock, but it's yeah. more important than that. So <laughs> here, here's here's my question. Yeah. And I don't know if your listeners really truly know this, hmm. okay, that you're a Cowboys fan.
0: They uh, A couple of them do know. Yes. And I, okay. I wear it loud and proud, so I don't try to hide it.
1: All right. One of the things that people obviously hate about the Cowboys is the meddlesome (laughs) nature of their ownership. Sure. Of course. Mm -hmm. Do you find it kind of ironic that Jeffrey Lurie is now becoming the new Jerry Jones?
0: No, because I don't consider him even in the same bracket.
1: All right. All right. When,
0: when, when Jeff Lurie builds a monstrous, attraction and becomes a personality then maybe
1: okay and i would agree with that statement. yeah okay if you weren't a cowboys fan yeah what team would you be a fan of eagles eagles okay but i can't say
0: but that and i'm saying a lot because i can't stand the eagles but if i if i wasn't a cowboys fan i would because i'm philly everything else i'm philly everything you know how, how big of a sixers fan i am like i'm a huge philly uh, phillies fan uh i do follow the flyers I, I love Philly, everything except for football. So I would probably be an Eagles fan or a Giants fan. My dad was, a, my dad is a Giants fan.
1: Did that break his heart that you became a Cowboys fan?
0: No, because actually in my household, I'm a Cowboys fan. Like when I was growing up, I was a Cowboys fan. My um, mom is a Cowboys fan. My sister, well, I guess my sister was a Cowboys fan, but she also rooted for um, uh, the, the Washington football team, the Redskins, um, you know, cause she lived down in Maryland. Uh, and my dad is uh, is the giant. So we have pretty much a lot of the NFC East in my house. Oh, and my nephew is an Eagles fan. So we pretty much had the whole NFC East in, in my house. <laughs>
1: so it, The thing I would share with you about yeah. the Cowboys, and you know that I'm a Steelers fan.
0: You are a gigantic Steelers fan, yes. What yeah. happened this year, sir? What happened? We don't have to talk about it. I don't want to make you cry.
1: Well, look, I I have a bunch of beta tapes. Yeah. Beta VHS. <laughs> And I, I was watching or looking at him the other day and I'm like, why do I still keep these? And it, I decided that the reason I still keep these is it to remind me that the last time that the Cowboys won a Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> I should have <laughs> saw that coming. Why didn't I see that coming? I should have saw that. As soon as you start, I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Listen, well, I, we're going to win the NFC it. East and it's going to ha- it's gonna happen this year. Wait, Just wait. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I think that you would agree that nobody's ever flipped the script on friends with Kai Like I have today.
0: One time. You're the second. Who did it? Uh, There was a person, her name is uh, Sandra Hazley. She works uh, with, uh, she's like a a professional like speaker And So like, she's very out there and like fun and all that. And she flipped this, she flipped the script and asked, and asked me questions and I loved it. And I love this and I love you, sir.
1: Well, I I I've been waiting forever to get onto this show. I
0: know, and you're and you made it, and you're here, and I hope it was everything that you hoped for and more.
1: No, I think that I yes, an answer to that question. <laughs> because I I love having conversations with you. Yeah, man. Because it's I, genuine. I it is. It is. It is. You know, when people are, people are like, oh, you could spend an hour talking to them. No, I could go on for the next two, three, four. Oh, sure. Because it's interpersonal skills, baby. Um, I agree. You know, and I think that that's where we're very, very similar in nature. And, uh, you know, I I think every day that we have you as a part of No, let me rephrase that every day that you're in my life is a day that I get to say, I'm a lucky dude.
0: I appreciate that, man. Honestly, like, you you know, you and I have always been mad, cool, mad show, you know, and, and this is only the beginning, my friend, the only the beginning. Thank you, Bang Energy Drink, for making
1: this happen. Well, I tell you, it only took a pandemic to get on your show, but.
0: <laughs> One year later, and he's finally on it. One year. <laughs>
1: here, here, here's, what I, here's what I'm going to tell you. Yeah. When your TikTok followers go, okay, up yeah. another 40,000 because I was on your show, mm-hmm. and you crack 200, Uh huh. you get to put another post that, out. That's
0: called the Bill Roussel bump. That's what that is. That's that's what that
1: is. It's a boosted post,
0: baby. (laughs) (laughs) It sure enough is. I love it. Bill, you are the man. I appreciate you more than, than, you know, Um, friends, if you are interested in speaking with Bill, you can, I'm going to put his uh, his contact information down in the, in the, at the bottom of the screen. And also you can, you can email him, talk to him if you're a business, you want to talk to him, if you want to, whatever you want to do. Bill loves talking to people, uh, and you won't regret it. I promise you. Uh, even though he's a Steelers fan, we'll let it slide this time. Uh, <laughs> but friends, if you enjoyed if you enjoyed what you're watching today, please be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platforms. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at The Vibe with Kai. Or you can visit my official website at TheVibeWithKai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and videos and things that'll help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. My friends, thank you so much for watching. As always, God bless and good vibes. Thank you, Bill.
1: All right, thanks a lot. <laughs>